everyone. Welcome to Recruiting Connections uh, with Chris Murdoch. I'm going to be the guy you listen to for the next 15 to 30 minutes. Depends on how verbose we get. Also, um, anytime I say the word uh, connect or, or connecting or connections, I'm really hoping that if this podcast takes off, that that could become a drinking game. So, you know, take a sip of coffee, you know, if you're, if this is after hours, I do not condone drinking before noon, especially on a weekday. Okay. I'm getting a funny look from Annie. So sure Annie, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, so I want to introduce Annie Elliott. I've known Annie for, was it six, seven years now? Six years? Um, I think it's closer to eight or nine. Really? That long? Seven. When seven did you? Eight. Seven or eight. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's when we first connected. That was when mm-hmm. we first got connected. Mm-hmm. Drink. Um, so, Annie, please introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and describe how we're connected. Well, that's a long story. Um, so, <laughs> I'm Annie Elliott. I um, am in recruiting. I started my career at Aerotech, but very quickly moved over to IQ Talent with Chris. Now, I lead a team for. Uh, large multinational company called Danaher. And I'm excited to be on the show. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, you know, you say that, um, how did you get connected to Danaher? Um, through IQ Talent. <laughs> I guess that's how I was first made aware of them. And, um, and a lot of, I mean, there's been a lot of connections throughout the threads of, um, the work that we've done with them and people that have left IQ Talent and, and been on their journeys. And so, um, yeah, it's all, it's all a thread. Everything you do in recruiting in this industry, you're not just recruiting candidates, you're not just helping clients, but you're also recruiting connections. And so for a former IQTP employee, a former nerd uh, to reach out to you and, and just to catch up, actually, no, you reached out to her. I and, just to catch up and see how she was doing. And then she just happened to mention how much she loved it. And you kind of entertained the conversation. Um, I, I still hate you for leaving, but um, okay. Don't spit your coffee out. Um, me, Chris. Come on. I we do not know. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> and it's a joke. But the thing is when I, when you first told me you were thinking about leaving, the first question I asked was, is it, is it what you want? And, and if it's what you want, then I want it for you and I'll be supportive. And I tried to guilt trip you into not leaving. It's going to make me tear up, Chris. It's too early for this. <laughs> no, but I was, I was very proud of you, the way you handled it. And, you know, the, the, the way these things happen sometimes, it's just, you know, it's just a fleeting moment. Things are right. The timing's right. And, and for you, for that connection to be made with Caitlin, it was just the right time with the right opportunity over there and, and you made it happen and it's the best thing for you. And, and you're still getting to work with us because you're still working with, you know, members of the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we can even just dive into um, my thoughts on the question of what connection means to me. Right. Because I think it's all related. Um, And when you first shared with me what the podcast was about, I started thinking about it. And my initial thought was just, oh, it's about being authentic and genuine and just kind of showing up and being present in every conversation that you have and the experiences that you have. But then as I kind of wound deeper into my thoughts, as I want to do, um, I really kind of started thinking about 
how I even ended up at IQ Talent. And and that story starts with my birth, basically, which is weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to turn, turn into Charlie Day from the Always Sunny, you know, meme, yep. um, where it's like all these different threads that are weaving through to bring you to where you are in your life. And, I'm, and everyone has stories like this, but just to kind of walk you through how I view the story of being at IQ Talent. So my father grew up in Tennessee. He was raised in Knoxville, Tennessee, he went to Bearden High School. And my grandmother lived there until she passed away um, in 2012. So, um, so that was the first step. And then fast forward a few years to me being in high school. I was an EMT in high school. And so I was really interested in the medical space. I was uh, really enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, and then as an aside, my sister was very involved in the theater program in high school. We'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, but in the interest of time, I'm not going to get into all the details. I ended up going to the University of Tennessee for college. And then in college, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I ended up taking this big personality assessment with like two days of testing. It was with this center called Johnson O'Connor Center. And it gave me a list of basically five professions that they felt that people with my abilities were most suited to do. Um, and one of them was a physician. And so I thought, hey, you know, I was an EMT in high school. I really enjoyed that. I think I could go back into that. Um, and so I ended up doing a post-baccalaureate pre-medical program at Georgetown because, of course, I had a degree in business and had no prerequisites for the MCAT or, or grad or med school. Um, so I started going through that program at Georgetown. Um, I ended up being pretty lonely in D.C., so I moved back to Nashville, um, where I had a much stronger community from my from my college friends. I kept doing the classes at Vanderbilt, but I realized it wasn't for me, and so I just got the first job I could find, which was at Aerotech, um, where I started in, in recruiting. And then circling back to my sister and being involved in high in theater, one of her good friends from the theater program moved to Nashville, didn't know many people. I ended up meeting her for coffee one day. Um, we hit it off. We got coffee a few more times. After a few months, I was complaining to her about how unhappy I was in, in my job. And it turns out her boyfriend had a connection of his own and had gone to high school with someone who now worked for your company and at IQ Talent. And so he had a job. They invited me to this open house with free beer and pizza for a chat, which was like, you know, for a, someone 22 years old is like, great, let's just do it and hang out. Right. Um, and so anyway, I ended up chatting quite a bit. I met you and I met Tom. And I remember when you were recruiting me, one of the main hooks was that I was going to be able to work on this biotech med device client that you guys had just landed. And so I ended up making the transition. And I know that now in my life, having worked at IQ Talent for so long and being, you know, growing with them and learning with the whole team, it's going to be one of the more formative experiences in my life. And so mm -hmm. I, if I hadn't been born to a father from Tennessee, if I hadn't been an EMT in high school, if I hadn't just showed up to coffee with my sister's friend from high school, if I hadn't just, you know, winged it and gone to this open house, um, I never would have ended up there. And so each experience, I think, nudged me to be brave enough to take that next step. So having the EMT background allowed me to go to this pre-med program that ended up bringing me back to Nashville and, and doing all that. And so anyway, that's kind of how I ended up thinking is these little threads that are connected in tiny ways. Have you seen the movie Serendipity? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, yes. You're, you you, you kind of left, you know, you, as much as you tried to uh, control, you know, people try to control their careers. You know, it's those little things, those little, it's that connective tissue, uh, you know, like in, in serendipity, they call it fate, you know, yeah. but in this case, 
you know, it's those little, those little connections that, that got made. And now, you know, you're at a company that's, you know, billions of dollars in revenue. Um, you're, you're affecting so much change, you know, one hire at a time. And you're now also what, I think you're leading a team now of a dozen people. It was about 25. Yeah. Um, couple dozen. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's so early to tell where this, this experience is going to lead me. Right. I mean, I think it's the, the life journey is, is, is so long and sometimes it feels beautiful and sometimes it feels really hard and overwhelming. Right. But I know that the experience that I have, even just being an IQ talent taught me so much. And no matter which steps I take going forward, whether I stay at a big company or, you know, go and do something else, um, more, you know, uh, like a startup or do my own thing, mm-hmm. whatever, that experience will be so formative and so important. And so um, it kind of reminded me of this. I know I'm getting a bit verbose here, but that's, that's me, right? Um, <laughs> we, um, it's, there's a quote from Stephen Colbert that I really like, but it says, um, cynics always say no, but saying yes begins things. Saying yes is how things grow. Saying yes leads to knowledge. As long as you have the strength, say yes. And so that kind of just like to show up and just do things and just put yourself out there, little things. And that makes, and if I hadn't done those things, but even little like showing up to coffee for someone that I really didn't know that well, and could have easily brushed off. I never would have been where I am today. Yeah. Most people don't set out to become recruiters. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's usually you fall into it. And, you know, for, for me, you know, you kind of opened up about how you got into this and I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I haven't really shared the story of how I got into recruiting. And so I got started in October of 1999. I had graduated from Bandy, moved down to Atlanta. I sold cologne. Usher was a customer of mine at the uh, Dillard's in Alpharetta. Yeah. I knew who he was. Usher. And yeah. I, yeah. Usher. He bought a bottle of cologne like one day, cause I was in the men's cologne section. Mm-hmm. And then he, he came back uh, a couple of times and he'd bring jeans. He'd bring some stuff from other departments. And after a while, he just looked me right in the eyes. Like, do you know who I am? And I was like, yeah, you're Usher. And he goes, well, why aren't you losing your crap? Like everybody else. He didn't say crap. And I said, well, uh, I used to work at the Dillard's in Nashville. And I said, you know, Garth Brooks was a customer, Martina McBride. And I said, uh, Ricky Martin was a customer that I had to like, you know, take around the store. And I said, you just want to be in and out. You don't want me to ask you for your autograph. You don't want me to, 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 to fanboy all over. And, and I said, you just want to buy your stuff and go. And I want you to just buy your stuff and go. And, and he just, you know, he appreciated it. And he spent, I made, a, I was in a commission department. So I made a lot of money off of Usher, you know, cause he was in there a lot. And, um, and I won't tell you anything more about what he bought. That's confidential stuff. <laughs> Actually sure. don't even remember. It's been that long, but then <laughs> the I got it. Um, you're, you're cool with Usher. I'm cool with Usher. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and Ricky Martin, we go way back super tight. Yeah. Um, well I, I found, I, I interviewed for jobs all over the place like sales and marketing. I was a a history major with an English minor. I actually intended to be a teacher, but then I realized I, I actually really enjoyed sales. So I tried to find an entry level sales job, but because people were looking at my history degree, um, they just assumed I wanted to be a teacher, which was yes. And they would ask questions like, well, why do you want to be a salesperson? Well, I was never really ready for the answer. I just knew I was, you know, good at building relationships. You know, I'd worked at retail through high school and college. So I thought, well, hey, I'll just go in sales. Well, I saw a job for a research assistant with an executive search firm called Lemming Levan. 
And uh, I researched the, it was focused on the retail industry, which I'd been doing. It was research, which I'd been doing at Vanderbilt for four years. So I thought I'd apply and I got the job. And uh, the interesting part here was, this is where I, I get to show my age. They had a three by five card catalog in addition to a computer database. They just got the computer database. And so my job would be to go get stuff out of the three by five card catalog, make sure for any candidates that, that fit the criteria. And I would put the, all their information into the database in addition to doing research for uh, you know, new roles and, and finding new candidates. My first search engine was a ruler and a directory just and going through dialing. I would know I would, I would go down and like five, I would use the ruler and go down and scan for any wool buyer. Like anybody that would buy a wool product, I oh, would scan wow. down, write their name down, their title and what, what, what store they were with. And that was, that was research. Um, uh, Dogpile, um, uh, Alta Vista. These were the big search firms that are the big search engines that don't exist anymore. Um, and then I got recruit. I, I decided to move to Seattle so I, I did a year there, moved to Seattle, got a job with Hydric and Struggles. And one of the things that I did, the reason I actually got the call was, I, you know, TMP Worldwide had acquired Lemming LeVan. So I was part of TMP's roll up. And then uh, I left a voicemail. I just happened to leave a voicemail during, I think, a holiday party. And I said, you know, TMP, you know, has been stealing your people for the last, you know, 14, 15 months. Why don't you take one of theirs? And I, I came in and I even brought some popcorn because I was known for making spicy popcorn. I wanted them to know who I was. And I just, we just hit it off. I connected with everyone in that Seattle office. Uh, we were instant friends. I became, they were my friends because I had just moved there. I didn't really know anybody. Uh, the Seattle office became, became my friends. And I also started doing work for the Menlo Park office in uh, Northern mm -hmm. California. And um made those connections, started building relationships with the partners and the principals and the senior associates down there. And when they shut down the Seattle office, they relocated me down there. And I worked on Sand Hill Road for four years. And then um, I actually got a phone call from Google. I interviewed at Google and, and I got an offer. And, and I was, uh, you know, I had kind of verbally accepted. There was a bunch of stuff that still had to be done, but um, it was, it was going to be fun. It was going to be challenging. It was going to be new. The only problem I had was that I wasn't going to ever get converted. Uh, at the time, they still had their GPA requirement. That was disappointing. I had to work two jobs at Vandy. I'm like, you know, I, I graduated with like a B plus <laughs> or B minus. No, it was a B minus, B, B minus. And so I wouldn't get converted. So I ended up getting a phone call the next day from Yahoo and just happened to get a call. Um, they had been referred to me by um, somebody that had worked with at one of the Hydrogen Struggles clients and um, uh, told me about, you know, what they were looking to do with their in-house executive recruiting team. Google was engineering uh, sourcing. And Ken and I, Ken Krings and I just hit it off. I had a great conversation with him. Um, I felt like there was a culture connection there. And uh, he said, hey, I know you've got you haven't signed any paperwork yet. You haven't started yet. Why don't you just come by and, and just see, see what you think? And I remember sitting in the room and uh, I said something. I wish I could remember what I said. He asked me a question about my research or sourcing process. And next thing you know, he said, I'll be right back. He just gets up and leaves. And uh, before you know it, I've got six people sitting on the other end of a table. I'm, on, I'm by the whiteboard 
they're sitting opposite the ta- opposite of me. So I've got six people. I've got the head of talent acquisition, her three direct reports, an executive recruiter, the head of sourcing, and I think um, I think yeah, one or two other people. And not intimidating all, at all. They're not at all. And they were hitting me with questions left and right. How would you solve this problem? How would you handle this? And I mean, it was rapid fire. And and I do remember at one point, you know, getting up and mapping out my research process. And they said, they said, nobody thinks that way. And I said, well, I hope not. I'm weird. And, and uh, started laughing. And then they asked me another question and I got off on a big tangent. I think I probably talked for 10 minutes straight. And then I realized what I'd done and I stopped and I said, I'm going to answer that. I don't like how I answer that question. I meandered too much. I can answer it in 30 seconds. So I stopped. I acknowledged to them that I, I could answer it better. And I, and I, answered it in 30 seconds. And that's when they said, well, what would it take to get you to, to join our team and, and not take the Google opportunity? And I said an offer because I, I, I saw that they understood who I was mm-hmm. and that's what mattered to them. Right. It's a long way for me to say they get to that point. They knew who I was at the time. Um, they saw an opportunity for me to grow and they wanted me there because they knew that we would have a good time, that we would have a lot of fun, you know, recruiting for Yahoo. Um, in those days, it was a lot of fun. 05 to 08, where it was a phenomenal time. It was the Microsoft sure. unsolicited bid and then the, the drop in the, the tanking of the real estate market that ultimately kind of right. ruined everything. Um, but that was awesome. Like they made me an offer on the spot. They said that they wanted me to take some time off, you know, between Hydric and, and I said, wow. And, and they said, we'll even give you some of your pay up front so you can afford to, to go have fun. Amazing. And I'm like, holy crap, that's amazing. And then when I called the Google folks up and, and told them I wouldn't be accepting, the woman said, and I quote, but we're Google five times in a row, but we're Google. But we're Google. They still say, but they still say that now sometimes. <laughs> no, I, not as much. Probably not as yeah. much. Um, yeah. And then a buddy of mine, the buddy of mine who had actually recommended me, he's like, dude, what did you do? <laughs> You're the second person ever to ever turn them down. <laughs> and wow. I said, I wasn't going, I, I wasn't accepting that role because of what it would do for me. I, I was accepting that role because it was Google. Mm. That's why mm-hmm. I took that job. That's why I, I would have taken that job. I took the job with, with Yahoo because I knew they knew me. That was the value. And we were a family. And to, you know, to then also you know, go through the un- Microsoft unsolicited bit, we have, I have former Yahoo coworkers of mine that have been part of IQ Talent for a very long time. Um, David yeah. Winley, the head of HR, the CHRO for almost t- you know, 10 years became an advisor and then became a business partner and has been the reason why we've been able to, to, to grow and, and become the company that we are today because of and that connection. A, yeah. And that's a good story too. It's just those little things that kind of line up perfectly, right? Just to even get David on board. So yeah, and, yeah. And he knew me as the guy that asked all the hard questions. That was my reputation. And yeah. he liked when, when we came to him with this idea of converting the company to billable hours, you know, doing something very unique and novel he wanted to be a part of it. 
Um, and again, it was that connection. And, and the same thing with Tom. When I said, hey, Tom, I got laid off and I want to start my own thing. Will you be my boss? Will you be my grown up? And uh, he's like, yeah, sure. Because of the connection we made freshman year. The class that Tom and I had together was uh, English 104. It was uh, love and knowledge, both sacred and profane from ancient times to the Renaissance. Wow. Also known as the love class. That makes me so happy to know that and knowing both you and Tom. And that's how you met. (laughs) That's amazing. I would love to hear stories. Now, here's here's another connection thing. So 20 years to the day that I was hired by Jeff Lemming and, and Sally LeVan, um, I was in Atlanta for, for SourceCon. And um, I did, had reached out to jo- Jeff. I had kept in touch with him. We had, we had touched base here and there, but I hadn't actually been to Atlanta to, to see him in person. So we had breakfast and he had been at Caldwell Partners for over a decade. And he had just loved the firm, thought it was a phenomenal experience and group of people. And before you knew it, we were, they were a client. And then a couple months after that, we started discussions about, you know, merging the two companies. COVID, of course, put the deal on hold, but we closed the deal at the end of 2020. And so, again, the, the, the connections I made early on in my career, in the middle of my career, have directly impact where, where I am today, where the firm is today, where we are, and, you know, indirectly where you've gone and where you're going to go. When you left, um, you know, I also told you, I will always be here for you. Anytime you need me, I tell everybody that leaves the same thing. I I make sure that, you know, the same offers there because you got, you, you were part of this growth. You were part of, of this and, and you were part of my journey. So, you know, I'll always be there for you to, to be a part of yours. And you know, that that's the truth. And it's not just me trying to make myself look good in a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> no, I called you um, a few weeks ago after just, you know, not chatting for a while, but we were able to pick up, I mean, right, right back off where we, where we left off. And um, I know I could do that if we don't talk for five years or more than that, whatever, or we could talk every week. And I feel like, you know, I certainly always, I always know that you're going to pick up if you can, or you'll call me back. Right. But <laughs> yeah. Well, as a recruiter, I always joke when somebody, you know, says, Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed your call. And it's like, don't be sorry. I'm a recruiter. Anytime somebody calls me back, it's a win. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember. And it's so funny. I mean, I, as a recruiter, one time I lost all the contacts in my phone and I had to go and go around and get a bunch of people back. And I, there are probably still people out there who I don't know, but I remember, um, I reached out to Scott Levine to catch up with him. And this was probably a year or two ago. And he gave me such a hard time because he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> You've lost all your contacts and you're supposed to be a recruiter. It's like, yeah, sorry about that. I have, I have my contacts backed up in uh, Google, uh, OneDrive. I've got it backed up in three different places. Yeah. Who knows what connections I'm losing by not having <laughs> some <phones laughs> in my phone. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. And you took a drink. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time, you know, to connect today and, and, you know, share your journey and, and how, uh, how we, how we got connected, how you got connected to, to different things. And, um, I hope people are going to get the value of understanding that making a connection with somebody on a personal level at a, on a professional level, it can directly impact anything and everything in your career. 
Absolutely. You never know. And it's, I mean, the, the older I get and the further into my career I get it, it I've learned by now, but in the beginning, it really surprised me how things come back full circle in ways that you never expect them to. And I know that that's kind of cliche to say, but once you experience it a few times, it's, it's something you really internalize. And if you value it can certainly um, go forward with intention from there. It's, it's nuts. The, the, you know, for, for David Winley to, join the firm that was transformative, you know, um, to, to then, you know, have a conversation with the guy that gave me the, my first shot in recruitment, you know, mm-hmm. to have that come full circle. It's, it's just, um, it's an amazing experience to see it firsthand and have it not be cliche because it's not just something I saw on TV. It's something right. I've lived and I've lived several times and I know that it's going to happen again. How many, I mean, how many clients do you think that I could tell them had just from the connections that you've built that you maybe never expected to get back with those people ever again? It's well, that's the thing. It's when somebody does respond that I haven't talked yeah. to in a while, whether they worked here or they were a client or somebody I worked with at Yahoo, somebody I worked with at Yahoo just reached out to me out of the blue. She took some time off from recruiting and she's getting back into it. And the first person she wanted to talk to was you know, to get my thoughts on something. And now she's potentially going to use us as a client. Yeah. You know, she'll become one of our clients and it's, and it's because, you know, they know who I am. I know who they are. And when they call, I am always genuinely excited. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hesitate to, to, to reach out. Also, everyone, I encourage you to connect with Annie on, on LinkedIn. Um, She's just an awesome person to, to know and be connected with. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, y'all be good.